Yes, good evening and welcome to the ME7 podcast. And Neil, as Neil Harris's men have returned back to winning ways in the league as Sean Williams stepped up in the 94th minute to give Jules all three points this afternoon against Harrogate Town and send us back to the top of the league. Tonight, we're going to review what has been a scorching hot day at Priestfield, but it all ended in happy smiles as the Jules found a way to win and win again. Uh, yeah, in, 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 for some reason, keep winning that, what, that 1-0 feeling, but I guess you get, um, you get a few more of those one nil wins um, up until the end of May and it might well end up seeing you promoted at the end of the season. Tonight, yeah, we're going to look at that um, and, and individual performances and much more. Um, yeah, Matt, good evening, mate. How are you? We are top league, say we are top league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, mate. Thanks. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, Owen's joined us tonight as well. Owen. Yeah, it's been a been a hot day, but um, yeah, three points at the end of it. Yeah, um, I'm going to be in and out of this in terms of talking because I had a bit of a I fell asleep and I've got to make dinner, so I'm making a lasagna. So um, not related to anything towards the towards the performance, but if I dip in and out, that'll be why. But yeah, we won. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, Matt. Um, Obviously, the, the the team was let's 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 go right back from the beginning then. Um, and and two o'clock rolled around earlier earlier today, and the and the team was announced. Um, I guess the the goalkeeper and the uh, and the back line um, and the two defensive midfielders. I guess we weren't overly surprised about. I mean, I, I was slightly surprised that he did end up actually dropping Max Aimer. Um Yeah, let's start with the. Yeah, with 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 the dropping of Max Aimer, was it the right call? I guess in hindsight it was, but obviously, yeah. Was you surprised at yourself, Matt? Yeah, I say come two o'clock when the team sheets came out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I expected it to be Max Aimer and a another, you know, one of uh, Ogil um, Barson, but. I was actually quite happy to see both of them play because I, I, I thought they played okay the other night. Um, and look, I mean, to be fair, I can't really remember Harrogate really threatening us. I think they, those two worked really well together. And I think, well, in hindsight now, obviously it, is, it, it was a good choice. I mean, I said at the time I was a bit shocked, but I think it was a good choice to go with them two because I think ultimately that's the future of Gillingham Football Club. You know, Max isn't going to be around forever. At the end of the day, he's... he's Slightly older than the rest, yes, he's got the experience, but I, I think we're seeing potentially uh, what could be come the end of the season our, our regular centre backs. Yeah, and and, and then I guess um, we'll, we'll we'll go through the we'll go through the rest of the team then. Um, it, it ended up, ended up in being in so obviously the team um, was obviously Jake Turner in goal, Shay Alexander at right back. Uh, Shadow Gee and Conor Masterson at centre half, with Scott Malone occupying the left the left back slot. It was then two defensive midfielders of of Sean Williams and Robbie McKenzie, um, and then in 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 that forward line, as we say, it was Conor Mahoney on the right, um, George Lapsley in the ten, Johnny Williams on the left, and uh, and and Macaulay Bond um, up up front. Um, yeah, I guess the 
I guess the forward line, Matt, it was it was a it was a strong, strong front four, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, extremely strong. Uh, again, I thought Bon on Tuesday night. Um, you know, he won pretty much everything that came in the air, and and I thought if we, could, if, you know, if we're going to pump long balls up, you know, I know he's not the tallest person on the pitch, but he gets his body in there. He he does put you know his body on the line, and he was winning quite a bit. Um, but the, to to actually have that starting lineup, I mean, you expect us. I mean, on paper, as I said, if you could take it just on paper, that that team is definitely going to go ahead and win that game. But obviously, three o'clock comes; it's a different story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it it, it is. Um, yeah, let's get on to the game then, and 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 Owen, um, we'll we'll bring you in if 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 you can speak. I know, I know, obviously, you said you're cooking. Um, I thought. I thought first twenty minutes we looked we looked bright and lively. First twenty, I don't, I don't know what you thought first twenty minutes. Um, first twenty minutes, um, much like myself, we were indeed cooking. Um, I think was, <laughs> I thought first 10, 15 minutes. I think we had a lot of the territory, we had a lot of the possession. Harrogate couldn't really get out of their own half. Whatever they got the ball after a failed attack from us, it was very much hoof rather than take it down and try and create something. And that gave me a lot of optimism in those first 10 minutes. So I thought, OK, look, we're getting out of the murder doors, which is what I wanted to see, which is what everyone wanted to see. And we're, we're putting them under pressure. But unfortunately, we couldn't, much like you know a lot of games of season, we just weren't able to really create a clear-cut chance that could have taken advantage of that moment. And I think probably up until the, the drinks break, I thought we were very much in control of it. I don't think we really allowed Harrogate any real territory in dangerous areas. But... Again, they could probably argue the same thing really up until uh, the goal we actually scored that you know they got into dangerous areas at the time as like we did, but they didn't create anything clear cut and nor did we. And that was just the pattern of the game. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to skip ahead here, but I think you could sort of see within the first 20 minutes where even though we were on top, we, we couldn't create anything, but we also never looked like conceding. So it did seem like a another nil nil was probably the inevitable outcome in in the end of the game, which probably I don't think many people would have complained about, if I'm being honest. But um, I think it's just signs that on the ball, we can look like we're going to get into dangerous areas and we can push teams back, but it's just creating that final chance. It still just isn't really there. I mean, you know, the goal today, we're all very relieved we got it, but it's not like it came from some brilliant play or anything like that. It's a bit of pinball and luckily we got the final, we got on the end of it in the end and won the game. But there's just, you know, certain things, certain tweaks that I think could be made. One of them being Johnny Williams just needs to stop being played out wide. It doesn't work. He's not an astute player. He's not the Johnny. If he's when you sign Johnny Williams, he, you know, you expect create a spark. When you sign Johnny Williams and play him as a left side of midfielder, I think you, you just lose that spark. You could have just signed anyone other than him, really. Um, especially when you know he's come out and his lapses apparently only trained for half an hour this week. I don't really think that. Williams needs to be put out widest in order to accommodate George Lapsley when Jaden Clark can go there and then you can put Johnny in the middle, which by all accounts he had a really impressive game playing through the middle on Tuesday night, albeit in the lesser competition. So that was a bit of a frustrating part for me and in, in, from his performance. Um, and, you know, I don't think Johnny was great anyway, but I think it certainly doesn't help him when he's being played in a position where you're not going to get the best out of him. But I think when he does start playing in the middle and everyone is in their best positions, I think that's when we'll start creating more chances. Um, but when that's not happening, it does make it that extra bit more difficult. And I think, you know, as much as we did have a lot of the ball in the first 10, 15 minutes, I think the underlying issue again was just that there was no real signif- 
no real signifier that we were going to be able to create anything clear cut and then by the result a goal, personally. Yeah, Matt, I think uh, for me, like, I was obviously, I, I was, I was sitting next to, to James Cleal, um, the, 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 uh, this afternoon and, and me and James were saying that first 15, 20 minutes, we, like Owen said, we were right at them. Um, we, we were playing some really, really good stuff, certainly along the, along the floor. I think James said to me, that I think it was opening five minutes and I think Colin Masterson gets the ball out of his feet and he fizzes one into Shea Alexander down the right-hand side and we get, and, and we get in on down the right-hand side. And, and James quite rightly said to me, he said, Max Hamer doesn't play that ball if he's in the team. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought first 20 minutes, we played some re- really, really good stuff. And I think Scott Malone was unlucky to score. Um, yeah, Matt, how 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 important is it mentality-wise, I think, for, for me, for this dual side? Is it that we, when we are in topping games, first sort of 15, 20 minutes, is that we do put the chances that we have away in order to sort of settle, settle ourselves down. Look, of course, it's a game of football. It's tight when you start uh, start a game. Of course, you want to try and get an early goal to to settle the nerves. And uh, unfortunately, that's not how Gillingham play. Gillingham like to leave it late. Come on, come on, guys. I'm sure you've been to a few games before. Um, look, but that first 20 minutes... Harrogate didn't really have any questions, you know, of, of our attacking. Our movement up the top was brilliant. Yes, we didn't get uh, that final sort of touch and get the ball in the back of the net. You know, as you're right, I've already said Scott Malone was, what, a couple of foot wide from going in. And, you know, we, we unfortunately, as I said, I think at the moment, are lacking a 20-goal-a-season striker, you know, uh, sort of what I would call, you know, that proven name. It, that on paper, yes, we we looks like we are definitely um, sort of losing that. But this Jules team, I do believe, will come on strong eventually. I, I think we are starting to see it. If you look at the play that that, that, we're, that we've got, the movement that we have at the top, there is something there. It's just that final third at the moment that that's not complete. But but I got a feeling it's it's not far off. Once Neil Harris finds you know his is. Sort of the top man, the team we want we want to play around. Whether it's a case of waiting for Ollie Hawkins to come back and go back to the Hawkins Nichols like we had last uh, last year, but then you're going to be sort of saying, well, then who do you want to be dropping out of that uh, of uh, that that top three that we've got at the moment? Because again, on paper, when you've got Jolly Williams, George Lapsley, and uh, uh, Mahoney playing uh, behind uh, Macaulay Bond, you think, well, come on. There's got to be goals there somewhere. And at the moment, it isn't. But I just got a feeling the way we are playing, if we're going to play like that, that first 20 minutes against any team, I've got a feeling it eventually will come. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, let's, let's take obviously the rest, rest of the half then after the Grinch break. It, it seemed like we suddenly just sort of, I feel like the drinks break almost killed us a little bit in case of, in, that we were, we were building up momentum nicely. Malone had just had the chance just before the, just before the drinks break. Um, the drinks break here and then we sort of lost all that momentum that we've got going forward. Um, yeah, I suppose, was it, was it a slightly frustrating one that after that drinks break, we then 
we then went sort of flat and decided to become passive rather than aggressive after that. Um, well, I think it was, you know, I don't, I'm not using it as an excuse per se, but I think you do have to take into account. I know they're professional footballers and they're playing professional sport, but when you are playing in that level of heat, it is going to be difficult. It's going to take it out of you. And I think the momentum's going to swing one way to another, depending on, you know, the, who's on top in that game. It'll give the other team a breather and get their get themselves back together. I think there's probably a 20 minute period in both halves really where the game sort of died off a little bit, maybe due to that heat and just uh, everyone sort of not calming down, but sort of reassuring themselves of what's going on, if you like, and make sure they don't get, you know, heat stroke or anything like that. Maybe, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think Harrogate had their spell in the game at that point, but I call it a spell. They didn't create anything in it, but they had a lot more territory in our half at that point. But, again, they they, they didn't look anywhere near anyone who was going to going to cause us any major issues or anything like that. It might have been a bit like Accrington game at home where, you know, they had a bit of territory in our in our half and late on in that half, but again, didn't really show anything that signified that they were going to score anytime soon or give us anything to worry about, which is, you know, they'll say the same about us and, you know, rightly so in the, the basis of more or less the whole game, because, you know, I know Matt said there, we're missing that 20 goal season strike. I think it's more about the creativity and behind than the actual person on the end of it, because, you know, we've, we've seen from Nadison, he can be a poacher and he can put balls into the back of the net, but I think you can have anyone you want up front. If you're not creating chances for them, then they're not going to score goals. So I think it's more about, the creativity behind it than the personnel, you know, who you can rely on to be a proven goal scorer. Because if you have that creativity, everyone who plays up front, whatever they're playing, they're more than likely going to get a good amount uh, behind them. But yeah, it was disappointing because the game sort of petered out from that uh, break until half-time, really. I think we had that sort of half-chance with Malone where I think the ball sort of ricocheted off him. I think he was sort of running past the ball at the time and he sort of just clipped the end of his heel and dragged just wide. But yeah, other than that... I don't know, Harrogate caught us, I will say they caused to prove a few problems before they actually got into the decision-making aspect of it. Their number nine, I think is Odu, who used to uh, play for Rochdale, I believe. Um, I think he actually did okay in terms of getting into the final third and looking like he wanted to make something happen, but then the final ball or the delivery or whatever just wasn't ever going to be one that threatened us. But it, it just goes, it's hard, to, it's hard to explain, to be honest. It sounds quite boring out loud, but it just did have all the makings of a game that was was going to be nil nil, you know. Obviously, I'm glad it didn't finish that way, but it just from very early on and to the halftime whistle as well, it just seemed to have all the all the makings of a nil nil. I felt um, I will make a point quickly on Macaulay Bond because I've seen and I heard um, you know some some shouts from him from uh, at him from the crowd today, which I thought were really unnecessary and really disappointing. You know, people saying is this is that and everything else. I thought Macaulay did actually relatively well today, considering. He was playing as a lone striker. He had no creativity behind him. In terms of, he had creative players, but they weren't creating anything for him. He was playing, you know, what they what they call the graveyard shift, I suppose. He, but even so, every ball that went forward in the air, I thought he won a lot of his aerial duels. I thought he, he put himself about well. Won us a few corners and a few throw-ins down by the corner flag just by pressure in their centre-halves. And I think strikers don't really get too much credit for that. And obviously, they're, you know, they're judged on the amount of goals they score. But if you're Macaulay Bond today and you're getting next to no service and... You know, you're just feeding off scraps. You know, I think in in terms of his performance in that regard, I think he did relatively well, to be honest. And I don't think there's much more he really could have done. It's not like he was being handed chance after chance by the players around him. That just wasn't happening. And you know, there's a reason for that. But it took us nearly the whole game to get a shot on target. So I think you know, just that point on McCauley was was quite disappointing for me to hear because I thought he he had a pretty good game by all accounts of what he was um what he was given, which wasn't a lot, unfortunately. 
Okay. Um, yeah, we've, we've we've started including a, a few more speakers tonight. Then um, we're jo- we're joined by EFL expert Gabe Sutton. We're also joined by James Clear with Tom Jasper. So let's let's sort of do it in order. Um, yeah, Tom, we'll 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 get your we'll get your assessment first. Then, Tom, what what did you make of of this afternoon? Yeah, I mean, let's face it, the, the heat was always going to be a factor. Like, it was it was boiling for us, you know, to the back of the rain, I mean, let alone the guys out on the pitch. And it, it was never going to lead to, you know, fast, free-flowing football. And let's face it, you know, over the last few games, we haven't played a, a, a lot of it anyway. Um, I do think there is a lot of, you know, a bit of um, players a bit too afraid almost to kind of put put their best foot forward and there was a lot of playing you know behind sort of you know in front of 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 Harrogate back four but realistically you know they they did come to try and frustrate us and dig in and maybe hit us on the counter attack and um we had to be patient to 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 get past that sort of you know defensive wall and it those two things combined did lead to us being very kind of um stop start very slow in attack I do I do think you know People that say that we lack pace are are correct. Um, with with having one up front, we needed to have wingers either side that were able to offer that. And I think with with Williams and Mahoney again, it's very imbalanced. And based on you know Williams's comments during the week about wanting to play in the ten and then being put back out wide, it it, it didn't. It just all seemed very disjointed. Lapsley wasn't fit. Uh, I think that was quite clear. See, so he was off the pace and. It, yeah, it, it was a little bit frustrating at times, but I did feel that we had a goal in us. It was just whether it come, you know, in the in the normal ninety or whether or whether it was going to come in extra time. And fortunately, we did it. Another, you know, Sean Williams poachers goal from like four yards out. But I think we got probably what we deserved in the end. But it just took um, a lot of huffing and puffing to get there. You know. Yeah. Okay, James. Obviously, you were sat. Um, you were sat along alongside me, and we were obviously speaking throughout the afternoon. And and I know obviously you had your frustrations, but also at the at, at the same time you had you had positive comments to say about that side. Yeah, just give us your overriding assessment of of this afternoon. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear you, mate? Awesome yeah. stuff. Um, well, first first assessment I'll make is I won't wear jeans again after today. That was a bit of a poor <laughs> move on my behalf. Um, but um, yeah, the game itself, um, I, I think we said, you know, first first 20, 25 minutes before that drinks break, we played some of our best football that we've played this season, certainly in the last sort of three, two or three games. Uh, we were absolutely fantastic. Um, but I, but I, I, I think um, it was very apparent at that point that we, we had to, we had to score while we were on top, really, to be honest. And I think if we do score in that period, we probably go on and we, we, we go on to win the game by, by two or three. But unfortunately, um, things didn't fall for us. Um, we had a couple of decent chances um, to make things happen, but we never really created a, a, a clear-cut opening. Probably Malone's was probably the best. But um, yeah, we, um, we didn't really capitalise on that on that period really and then once like you say once the drinks break came in um we never really got back after that to be honest it kind of affected the momentum as those things tend to do um the injury in to, to the Harrogate player in the second half did the same thing as well it's hard to come back after that but fortunately obviously um it's good to see that he's he's okay first of all but um 
also it, it, it gave us that extra time on, on top of the 90 in, in which we eventually scored. But yeah, I, I, it was a strange performance today because like I say first half of the first half was really, really good. Um, but then after that, we kind of just reverted to type a little bit and a lot of frustration there. We could feel the frustration in the rain amend again, um, which again, I made a point to you, James, if if we hadn't scored at the end there, the atmosphere in the rain amend is, is, is very, very different at the end. And it would have gone from being all euphoric like it was to being quite nasty, to be honest. You could feel it bubbling under the surface and obviously the heat didn't help either, but just... I'm, I'm sure yeah. we'll get on to that. I'm sure we'll yeah. get on to that. But yeah. you make an interesting point, James, about the about about if we if we score, we'll be all right. James, will I read out a stat to you that Reese Heard sent to me this evening? That it, I'll ask you a question, James. How many? How out of a possible eighty-four points? Okay, how many points do you think we've won under Harris from games that we've gone one nil up in? A, a, a big majority, I would say, probably probably seventy plus. So we've won seventy four points out of right. possible eighty four. Yeah. The statistic is when we've led in a game, when we've gone one nil up as such, we've played twenty eight, won twenty three, <clears throat> drawn five, lost zero, scored thirty nine, only conceded ten. And we've had twenty clean sheets in that point. At, at that point, and we've won a possible seventy-four out of eighty-four when we've gone ahead one-nil. Yeah, I mean that's and that's a, that's great. It's testament to to how we are when we do go ahead. But you can flip that around and say, you know, had we conceded first today, I would imagine that the stats are pretty poor when we go behind by a goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, Harrogate didn't hugely threatened us today but they had moments they had their moments certainly where there were a couple of times where it could have dropped for them and they, they very easily could have gone ahead and I think then we have a problem you know we, we, we've, we've seen this already when we go ahead in games you know, invariably we go on and win when we go behind we very rarely get anything out of the game yeah yeah no it's an interesting point I, I don't actually remember Turner making a save I'm not sure I remember Turner making uh, it was very neat and tidy. It was like sweeper keeper in a lot, wasn't he? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no actual saves of note, really. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Gabe, we'll bring you in then, mate. Good evening, mate. How are you? Hi, folks. Thanks for having me. How are you keeping? No, no. Yeah, no problem, mate. Pleasure. Yeah, all good. All good. Uh, certainly after a win. Certainly after a win. <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, I know you've. I know you've listened to to our podcast on a on a regular basis, and I know you obviously know. An awful lot about Jills, and you did the Jills, the Jills summer deep dive. Um, from an outside perspective, I want to get your perspective on Jills at the moment. Sure, um, we're we're obviously we're, we're top of the league at the moment. Um, we, we we the games that we've won, we've only won by a one goal margin. You can clearly hear from tonight's podcast and previous previous podcasts that we've not we've not hit the heights in terms of performances that we thought we might, but. Mm. We're getting the results. Um, statistically, we're doing we're doing all right. Yeah. From from an outside perspective, what do you make of of, of everything in the football club and the fan base and everything in a moment? 
Sure. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Five one nil wins in your first uh, seven games certainly um, kind of shows you've been able to sort of edge out um, pretty pretty tight games. And I guess that speaks to the um, the defensive resilience you've sh- you've shown. And maybe you can point to Stevenage of last season where they were so solid defensively that they were able to kind of grind out points. Um, but having said that. I look at the sort of base performance level that I'm seeing from sides like um, Notts County and possibly Mansfield. And I just look at Gillingham and I want to see a little bit more. Um, I think one of the other gentlemen has been saying, you know, it, you know, they feel like you've got another gear in it, in uh, in yourselves, in terms of once it clicks in the final third. And you've certainly got the personnel to do it because you look at the bench that you've had in, in previous games, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, you've got a left back in Max Clark who won promotion with Stevenage last season and hasn't been barely been getting a look in. Sometimes he hasn't even been in the squad. So that shows the depth that you've got. Um, Neil Harris clearly has the tools. Um, but I think that it seems to me that yeah, things haven't quite clicked yet, but you could spin that into a positive thing and say when it does click, you could be a bit of a force. So, um, uh, yeah, early days, I guess. It, yeah, yeah, no, you, you, you're right in what you're saying is that um, you, you obviously mentioned you mentioned there that the fact of we've not quite clicked yet. When we do click, we could be quite a force, but yet we're top of the league. So I guess it's a case of Christ. Like if that's what we're like, then when it's not clicking, what's it going to be like when we do click and performances go alongside the wins? Mm. What like? Yeah, what what could, I guess what could happen then? <laughs> yeah, that's a big question, and I think we'll I think it'll go one of two ways because I don't think you're going to keep winning one nil. Uh, but I'd be really interested to hear actually what Matt and uh, Tom maybe think about uh, or James think about how close you are to maybe. Um, maybe finding that extra gear because it sounds like parts of that game against Harrogate were pretty turgid. I think it was your only shot on target, if I'm right in saying that. So. Uh, yeah, I think it was, mate. Yeah, we had a couple of deflected, but yeah, you're right. Right, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you definitely need to find, find that extra gear because I don't think it's sustainable to keep winning games the, the way you have done. We'll put that question to you then, Matt. We'll start off with you then. Like, like uh, as Gabe said, how how close are we? <clears throat> Look, per- personally, I don't think we're, we're that, that far away. Um, the thing that I think, I mean... Obviously, you, I'm sure Gabe's seen it. There's been a lot of people, you know, going Harris out and all this because we've had a couple of bad performances. But, you know, this season so far, we've played 10 games. We've won seven of them. We've won seven. You know, we're, we're top of the league. We're, we're winning 1-0, but we're winning games. We, okay, And yes, we've had two really bad games against Grimsby and, and against Colchester. You might say that the game against Crawley, we were lucky to win, but guess what? We won. And guess what? That's what winners do. I think it's not that far away. I mean, Gabe, there is something you've got to know about me. I believe we could play Man United and we will beat them 7-0. But <laughs> but, but I, I generally do believe it's it, it's there. It it just needs to just just needs to click. It's 
it's you know the best way I can say it's it's like a boulder on the edge of a cliff waiting to go, and and just somebody just needs to nudge it. Somebody in that team just needs to grab hold of that forward line and go. This is what's happening, and I think as I said, I've said it before. I think we're going to give a team a hiding this year, and and people are going to go. Yeah, okay, Gillingham are a team to watch this year. What gives you that confidence, though, Matt, if you've just won we're in the last minute with your only shot on target? Um, it doesn't you, you, look like a team that's creating tons of chances, does it? No, not at the moment. But it's it, when you when we we're in that in that final third, there is there is movement. It's movement <clears throat> in the wrong direction. And okay. what did you right, Okay, no, no. But what, what you have got to understand it's like, for instance, when you've got somebody like Johnny Williams on the ball. He doesn't want to be pinging a ball to the the you know right across the the box to somebody who's making a diagonal run. He wants to play it into somebody's feet. So you've mm. got to get players running to him to want to receive the ball, but they're not. They're basically they're standing near him, or they're they're running away from him. They're not running to him to receive the ball to let him then run off of them to then well, get that well, ball well, coming I suppose, back. I, that that kind of brings me to I guess question mark over you know how compatible is Johnny Williams with the Neil Harris style. Because Johnny Williams, I guess off the top of my head, has played his best football in more possession-based sides. He's a short lad. He's you know very technical. Likes his short combination play. Um, is that necessarily a Harris player? I think it's something that Harris does want to explore. I think you are starting to see a different side of Neil Harris this year because you, you know, last year it was pretty much all just hoofball. Mm. You know, it, that's all it was. It was get the ball, just boot it long. Um, he's starting to try to get the players to actually play this year. And I think some of them are... <laughs> Look, we're, we're a new team. We're, we're 10 games into a season. You see, I mean, and if you look at any Neil Harris team, a Neil Harris team comes on strong in the second half of any season. <laughs> sure. You know, so at, at the moment, we're top of the league and we're not playing to our full ability. Once it is unlocked... <laughs> I mean, come on, we're going to blow this league out, out, out of the water. Oh, I think that's a, yeah, that's a big statement. That is a big statement. That is a big statement. Um, hey, look, coming from, coming from a guy that says we're going to beat Man United 7 no, that's so true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, I think what's quite interesting, what is quite interesting is that the, certainly we say about, about systems and player fit, players fitting in systems and whatever else. There was moans and groans of us going long today out to Macaulay Bond, but then the same people were shouting out for Ollie Hawkins to be to, to then be back in the team. Well, and I turned around to James and I said, well, "What do you think is going to happen when Ollie Hawkins ends up back in this team? It's going to go straight up to Ollie, and, and Ollie's a, a, a clever hold-up man at this level. Don't get me wrong; it's it's not just a case of we're hit, we're hitting up to Ollie and hoping. He's he's extremely clever in what he does, but I, I don't think people do realise that." What we're doing, what we did to Bond today, is exactly what we're going to do to Wally Hawkins when he's back in his team. Yeah, so, but I think I think Hawkins probably responds better to that kind of service, though, does he? I think he does. I think it's also a case, Gabe, that McCauley is, in no disrespect to him, he's he's currently off the pace. Um, he's he's not he is not the he's not the McCauley Bond that Leighton Orient Leighton Orient and Ipswich saw, um, and and. And Orient commentators mentioned it um, in the in the in the cup in the cup in the week against 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 them, where Orient even Orient commentators said, "Christ, like he's he's put on a bit." 
Um, yeah. And and that's and that's the thing though is that if we, I suppose, if we can get Macaulay Bonfit and fire him, we've got we've got a potent forward at this level. Yeah, but then I, I'm I'm going to I sort of look back at um, Harris's um, Millwall side where he had this uh, he had this striker call, um, I don't know if you had Aidan O'Brien at Gillingham actually. I've, my mind's we did have Aidan last season, yeah. Yes, he did have him last season. Um, uh, he was so he was basically a real poacher, if you like, at Millwall, uh, and yeah, really good finisher. But Harris didn't play him up top for them because they didn't think he uh, could sort of press from the front like they had um, Steve Morrison and Lee Gregory for a few years. He did that really well. Um, so that does kind of make me wonder with Macaulay Bond. He's a great. Um, poacher and finisher at this level I think want to give him chances but is he a bit like what I've said with Johnny Williams is he going to fit into what Harris wants to try and do I think yeah I think that is something we're going to have to we're going to have to wait and see it's, 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 it's exactly the same with George Lapsley that is it, it's the problem we're having with George Lapsley at the moment is the fact that he is really really missing Ollie Hawkins um, they were they, they were deadly at Mansfield both 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 Hawkins and Aikens when when he had Aikens up front with 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 Lapsley, mm. um, Lapsley Lapsley was one of the best midfielders in this league, and sure. he's come he, he's come to Gillingham and he basically looks non-existent. Unfortunately, um, he played in his preferred preferred position this afternoon in the number ten, and yeah, I've I've heard that he's obviously he's only trained for for half an hour and not fit, but. He's he's not looked anywhere near the player he he had he had done at Mansfield when uh, coming in. Unfortunately, uh, that's, a, that's a shame. Yeah, it is a big shame. It is a big shame because we were we were so excited when he just when he signed in January, um, and he's just not he's not able being able to hit the heights. And I suppose I suppose we put it down to from from, from January onwards. We we put it down to the fact that Nichols and Hawkins were so so good together um, that you just couldn't. You couldn't drop the both of them, um, and then obviously we're coming to this season. Hawkins is not fit. Lapsley can't play off Nadison or Nichols. Lapsley's then then found himself in the eight, and he's never he's not an eight. He's not an eight in this in in this league by by any stretch. He just he just hasn't got that off the ball brain. Um, and so you think of him as more of a pressing ten then? He's hundred percent a ten. He's hundred percent a ten. That's that's exactly where he was. He was so dangerous for Mansfield playing in that ten. Yeah, no, I remember. Um, he was re- really good for them. And 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 we we played we 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 played him January onwards in in the eight, and he and he and he looked non-existent. And he's done it a few times. He's done it a few times this set this this first half first bit of the season, and and again, just just hasn't got going. Um, and it's been unfortunate because. On his day, he's, he's one of the best midfielders in this league. Unfortunately, mm. so yeah, let's um, let's move it on then, Tom. Um, yeah, we obviously we obviously did find a way to win, um, and uh, and yeah, it come through the captain Sean Williams um, in the ninety fourth minute, which it felt like a relief all around the ground, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and it's got echoes of, you know, Carlisle last season where, of course, it was Williams who scored the, the winner there too. Um, we were kind of peeking down the door um, and I felt, you know, unlike Colchester and, and Grimsby, I felt like a goal was coming um, and obviously the 30 minutes extra time did help that because it kind of gave us a little bit of an incentive to push on and try and find it. Um, 
Williams himself, I thought, was was blowing, you know, by by sort of the you know the second half because obviously it was so hot up here, and the the, the system that we played in, Mackenzie and Williams found it hard in the middle to kind of keep the keep the play going. Neither of them, I would say, are you know potentially forward thinking midfield players. We had other players on the pitch to try and do that. So it obviously, you know, we were in that situation where, where any kind of goal from anywhere would have done us, you know, off of someone's backside or the scrap that that was, you know, it, was, it wasn't pretty, but it doesn't need to be to get, to get the job done. And I don't care if we, if we carry on winning through scrappy goals, but just carry on with that winning, you know, mentality. But yeah, I mean, to echo some of the other comments that, that, that have been made about system. I think we are we are somewhat um, unsure about what the best system is is to incorporate the current players. Obviously, we've got a couple of players that are missing in in midfield right now um, through to suspension and, and so on and so forth. I do think that the likes of Coleman and Jeffries do come into the squad um, as soon as they're fit and obviously back from their bands or back from Coleman's band. Sorry. Um, I do think that Harris wants to play with two up top. He, he said at one, one of the forums at the start of the season that he, that, that he wants to play two up top. Um, why he didn't, I'm not overly sure. I think it may be to incorporate Mahoney in there as, as more of a winger. Um, but then you look at the likes of Clark who come on today and I thought straight away, like within the first sort of 30 seconds that Clark come on, he'd, he'd done more in an attacking sense that Lapsley and Williams had combined. Um, so it is, in a way, it's quite a nice problem to have. It's quite a nice problem to have, you know, different options and and you know, um, different formations in mind. But you do, you just want to be a bit wary that it doesn't become too much of a oh, let's try a four five one one game, then then a four four two next game, then a double and all that sort of stuff. You need to have a settled eleven, a settled sort of you know eighteen players and and a settled formation. But um, yeah, back to your original point. Just get the win by any means necessary, really. Yeah, I guess at this stage of the season, um, certainly uh, in the open, a few months, racking up, racking up points and getting yourself as far away from the rest of the pack is, is, is I guess, never a bad thing, is it? No, because if we have a bad run halfway through the season, we we would have needed needed these points to get us where we are. Like realistically, you know, every every supporter, you know, rational or not, would have aimed for top seven. And the more that we carry on doing these and grinding out these these results, whether we're playing well or not, if we can can be in that situation where we're looking over our shoulder, but in a good way, you know. Uh, our teams below us, then we're doing something right. I, I do think people want to see more attacking football, more free flowing football, more goals. But right now, should we just get in points on the board? And and if you're going to not have one, you want to have the other. It's it's an interesting conversation about this free flowing football, and I think we could probably sit here all night and discuss it. Um, I think for me, I just I think. It, 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 I get it. I, I do get why people find it frustrating at the fact that we don't play this lovely free-flowing attack in football and we're putting teams to the sword 2-3-4-0. I, I get that side of it, right? But people also do need to see the other side, is that 
that's fine. If we want to be free-flowing and attacking and whatever else, we're then going to have to give up the defensive part of the, uh, 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 of the team, ultimately. Because ultimately, we're, we're, we're playing free-flowing attacking football. You then ultimately need to take, take risks. You need to take risk in areas that necessarily other teams don't. Um, you need to play in areas that other teams don't. And that might well mean that you're you're giving the ball away and giving goals away. And for me, listening to the Jules fan base this afternoon, just I just don't think the Jules fan base will allow that team to progress week on week on week in terms of right, we're gonna play free flow and attacking football, but you know what's gonna happen? is that you're going to see us every single week concede a minimum of at least two average a game because you're opening up yourself to vulnerability and mistakes. I just don't think it would sit well with your fans if we, had be- if we become that attacking free-flowing and we were taking risks. But I can't remember a team in the last, even under Martin Allen, when we were champions, I don't remember us going and turning turning teams over three, four, five nil, or having games where it was you know three, three, and four, three. Like we beat teams by being resolute, by being defensively, you know, solid, and then we nicked games. We 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 ground out results. We we beat one teams one nil, two one. We dug in till the end. That's what we're doing this season. Like, realistically, we're not going out and we're not beating teams 5-5, five, 6-0. Five, okay, maybe a bit excessive, but I, I just don't think that's who Neil Harris is. I don't think that's that's who Gillingham Football Club is. I don't think we've ever been, for a long time, a team that will go out and do that, who will go and go and do a, all right, we'll let in three, but we'll guarantee to score four. And if we're not going to, gonna, you know, if that's not what's in our makeup, then we have to do the other thing and, and get and get the results right by scoring one and not letting letting anything pass us. James? James, do you wanna Yeah, something? I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna, gonna agree with Tom. I think the last time that we, we had that sort of team, if if you remember, was the uh the Edinburgh season where we were absolutely unstoppable and delicious to watch for the first half of that season. Um particular game in mind comes to mind is the Sheffield United demolition when we beat them 4-1 at home we were we were unstoppable that first half of that season but obviously after that game at Wigan uh when we let a 2-0 lead slip um the wheels came off massively and I feel that same level of vulnerability that we that we had there I feel is in this team I I feel I never feel comfortable I I I, 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 I'm not going to say we're in a false position, um, although I, I probably would say no. I, no, I did. Say, I do think we are in a false position. I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel the confidence in us to to be able to sustain things as they are at the moment. And I take your point about you know if we if we if we take the handbrake off a bit more, we can we can leave ourselves more open. I do take that point. I just think it would breed a bit more confidence, James, if we could score a few more goals, look a bit more. To, to, you know, Harrogate today were, we're not we're not a poor side, but they they were there for the taking, and I think 
I mean, maybe I'm just being really unreasonable. I don't know. Being a bit of a being being a bit of a a fan, but I just want to see a bit more from us, to be honest. And I think that will breed a bit of confidence in us as well. Yeah, no, I do take that point. Um, Luke, good evening, mate. First time speaking, Luke Naylor. We'll, we'll bring you in, mate. You, you, you want, you obviously want to speak. Feel free. What, what, what's your assessment this afternoon and, and the general feel around the club? Uh, afternoon, gents. Afternoon, everyone. Uh, evening, everyone. Even. I'll be honest. I did just lean on the phone by accident. That's my bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, all right, I'll have a go. Um, I. I, to be honest, I thought Harrogate were there for the taking today um, from watching it. I didn't think that they posed an awful lot of trouble whatsoever. Um, and I feel that we could have given it a bit further, a bit more than what we did. And I think that's kind of why the crowd did get frustrated at times. It was, it was good to see him like Masters and Ogie together, but them just sort of passing it back and forth to each other. It, did, it, sort of, it reminded me of... Uh, England a few years ago when we, when we played Jaggy Elker and Lescott at the back you know back and forth just between them didn't pass anywhere anywhere else and that was I think that was getting the back, um, crowd's backs up um, so yeah I think if we'd sort of given it a bit more gumption I, I think we probably could have done ourselves a bit more justice today All right, I mean if, if Malone's chance goes in first half wherever that, where it just trickles wide I think we probably could have kicked on from there a bit more. But as the game just went on, we just, just didn't seem to really sort of give it enough. Um, and I don't think playing Johnny Williams wide is really helping us, to be honest. Um, as, as great as he is, he's not that wide left player. I think that we, we're craving. craving, um, And he's kind of a bit wasted out there. But yeah, that's, that's my take on it. And apologies for leaning on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, you've been, you've been, you, great, great introduction and, and, and a very fair assessment. So, so thank you for, thank you for speaking up, Luke. Brilliant. Um, Owen, we're, Owen, we'll bring you back in. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess what's your overriding feeling on the, I, I know you've had your assessment of sort of the first half, but what's your overriding feeling of the, of the performance and the result? Um, I, I think it is just relief, to be honest. Um, you know, if you want to be a team that's pushing for promotion, you know, with all due respect to Harrogate, you've got to be being, beating those teams, especially at home as well. Um, I think I just want to see us be, you know, it's not, it's not obvious to say as a fan, but I just want to see us score some goals. Like, I don't, obviously, I'm not going to ever going, ever going to complain about winning a game. Obviously, we've won everyone five, uh, all the five we've won, or six maybe now. Um, we've won them one nil. So, you know, you can't really knock it because points are points and that's what's going to get you promoted. But, um, yeah, I think we just... I can't help but think if it, if it was against a better side than today, we might have been in a bit of trouble. But you know, we you you're always going to have one moment in a game, I suppose. And it's just up to you to make sure you take it and make sure you put it away. And when you do that, you give yourself a chance, especially with you know how far into the game we were. I think there's still about you know just under ten minutes left at that point when we did score. But yeah, I've, performance-wise, I wasn't particularly impressed. You know, I, I, I thought second half we. Huffed and puffed, but again, it was just the creating that chance. It just didn't seem like it was ever going to happen. And, you know, it's not surprising in the end that it took a goal mouth scramble to, to get there. But I think we just need to need to just utilise people in the right positions. You know, Johnny Williams is the obvious example. And, you know, I can't help but think of what a player we might be missing out on by not playing him centrally. Um, 
I suppose we'll, we'll see that the more we see him there. He did get moved there for about five minutes, but then he was subbed off pretty much straight after. Start was a bit frustrating, but you know when Nichols and and Allison came on, it did give us an extra dimension, and we did manage to obviously get get there in the end. And you know it is a common theme this season that we've not created too many opportunities. Obviously, that's been reflected in our goal scoring tally. But I think one of the key points is getting back to a clean sheet again. Uh, I know Harris is a lot about his clean sheet mentality and. You know, it's become almost like memed, if you like, at this point. But it was important that we did get back to that because the last um, four games, if we're including the pizza game as well, we've conceded, I think, um, I think nine in those games altogether. So to get a clean sheet was, was important. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy, obviously, at the end of the day, because we've, we've won the game, we're top of the league, and that's great. But I do think we, we do need to see more in the final third. I know it goes without saying, but we, we do because... You know, we haven't played other than Stockport, but even now having a pretty poor season by their standards in the opening weeks. We haven't played any of the big hitters so far yet, if you like, in terms of, you know, MK Dons, Notts County, Wrexham, Mansfield, etc. So, and I think we've got quite a few of them coming up pretty soon, actually. So, you know, those are the games where you need to create chances and you need to take them as well because you won't always be so um, not lucky because I don't think we were lucky today because Harrogate didn't pose a threat, but teams like that will do. And, if you're not taking your chances, not creating them, you are going to get caught out at the other end. And that's just something we need to work on. So I'm obviously delighted with the result and where we are, but there obviously are things that need to be improved and we can't shy away from that because we've won the game. And, you know, it is still early and I hope we, we can we can find our, find our foot, uh, footing in front of goal, if you like, and, you know, become more potent. And if we do that with the defensive record that we've shown we are capable of in the league, I think we will be fine and we will get to where we want to be. But, yeah, still... Still some frustrations, but obviously overall delighted that we got the win. Okay, let's read out the comments then, just before we round it off tonight. Um, Justin Foot put Harrogate come for a point and set up the two banks of four, and gave us very tight, uh, little space in between in between behind them. Teams will come to us and be hard to beat, but the fans have to realise that this. The, the fans have to realise this, but expect us to steamroll teams. Two, league two is a tough. League Blue Brazil said agree. We don't uh, agree. We haven't quite clicked up front yet, but trust me, it's coming. It was always going to take a little while with so many new signings. Love the fact we're only we've only ha- actually performed to about seventy percent of our best, and we're still top of the league. Plenty more to come. Dual stats and facts said interest to see how you feel all about the gap between the defence and midfield today. Feel like we're really missing a deep line playmaker transition from the defence in second positions multiple times. I could have taken this picture this afternoon. Um, I think the point that was made earlier about Coleman and Jeffries, um, I think we're slightly missing them. Helen said, um, Oggy was brilliant today. He was minor man of the match, but Bonner had poor, poor game. Uh, Michael, I've said offence. Offence wins games. Defence defense wins championships. Um, and then we've had one more comment in quite late. Uh, see if we can get it in. Uh, Tom said, we wasn't good today at all. We were very lucky to get three points. Harris needs to play attacking football, not sit back off going one nil up. We've got the players, but is Harris the right man? Uh, I suppose, in my opinion, being being top of the league, uh, I would suggest, I would suggest currently statistically, yes, he is. Um, Tom Jasper said to echo what Lucas just said about Connor and Ogle. Ogie passing back and forth. Do we think the comments on hoofball during the week and some of the reactions from the crowd today almost makes the centre backs almost afraid of passing the ball? forward I suppose yeah this is an interesting one um that I'm gonna put to uh Matt I know I know you don't sit in the rain of men so I'm gonna put it to someone that does sit in the rain of end um 
Yeah, James, we'll put it to you then. Um, do you feel the players have the mentality of we don't want to make too many mistakes because we don't want to concede because when we do concede, we can't get back into games. But also the fact of the negativity of the crowd when we are failing to break down teams also has a bit of a factor. It, it has to. It has to. Um, you know, they're professionals, but they're only hu- they, they're human beings. And, and when you you have that sort of negativity that comes off in waves sometimes, which at times today it did. It certainly did in the, in the Colchester game. Um, that's got to be felt on the pitch. And yeah, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they're going to be afraid of making mistakes. I would, I would assume. Um, but you could argue that as professionals, they, 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 they need to rise above that and, and, and make things happen, you know? And, but yeah, it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult environment in which to play sometimes. And as I said earlier, if we hadn't if we hadn't scored the winner today, I I, I don't know what the atmosphere would have been like at at at, at, uh, at five o'clock. It wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been great. I don't think to be honest. There were a few uh, a few comments being thrown around um, during the game, um, and yeah, they, 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 the players are going to hear them. They you know they're not that far away. And they're going to feel that, and it's going to—it's—it's—it's it's, it's got to affect performance. I don't see how it couldn't affect performance, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, very true, Matt. You do actually sit in, sit in a sit, sit in block five of the rain men, then Matt. I guess you—you you also heard the the, the the comments and and what was said this afternoon from the crowd. Yeah, and you know what, right. I'm, I'm not going to say what I want to say. The, the real words I want to use. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but all those guys that were saying it, there they were shouting during the match, oh, whatever. And then I guarantee, guarantee, when Neil Harris was punching, they were all there going, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, they, I guarantee they were. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. come on, guys. Get your heads right. Right, okay. I get we're not playing the most attractive football at the moment. We are 10 games into a brand new season with new players. They have got to learn. Not even even 10. Well, 10 games if you include the pizza games and and the the cup games. And this is what I'm saying. We are at the start. We are playing at 70% of our ability. Give them a chance. Yeah. Sorry. I've got, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. Give them a chance, guys. Okay, yeah, we'll end it on that then. I think that's a good way to end it. Um, yeah, thank you all for joining this evening. The Jewels are back to winning ways and they sit pretty at the top of Skybet League 2. Seven games into the season, the Jewels might not have hit the heights performance-wise, but statistically, we're the best side in the league currently. Top of the league. Good night. Up the Jewels. <laughs>